Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 64 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to take the LGBTQ plus Pride Month quiz. Say that ten times. What city hosted the first Pride event parade? Chicago, Los Angeles, New York City, or San Francisco? I'm trying to remember. I think it was New York City. I believe so. No, no. that was wrong. Chicago. Several U.S. cities, including New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Chicago, held marches and parades during the last weekend in June 1970 to keep the spirit of Stonewall alive. Chicago's was held on the Saturday and earlier in the day than San Francisco's, making it the first. New York's and L.A.'s were held on that Sunday, June 28th, so they were all within 24 hours of each other. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the first Pride March? The Homophile Freedom March? The San Francisco Gay Rights March? The Christopher Street Liberation Day March? The Stonewall Rebellion Remembrance Day? I think it's... The Stonewall Rebellion Remembrance Day? Let's try that. No, it was (laughs) the Christopher Street Liberation Day March. On June 28, 1970, the Christopher Street Liberation Day March took place in New York City to celebrate the first anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. It would come to be known worldwide as the first ever parade parade. Hmm. Who was identified by many witnesses at the Stonewall Rebellion to have thrown the first punch? Stormy Delaravide. Sorry, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Stormy Delavari, Cleve Jones, Sylvia Rivera, or Marsha P. Johnson? Wasn't it Sylvia Rivera? Well, the only re- name that I recognize is Cleve Jones. Cleve Jones, yeah. And that was in ACT UP long, long after that. Okay. So you said Marsha? No, you said. Sylvia, Sylvia Rivera. 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 Let's try that. Nope. Oh, wrong also again. wrong. Stormy Delavari. Of course, it would have to be the one that's hard to pronounce. Figures, <laughs> <laughs> right? On June 28, 1969, in New York City's Greenwich Village, patrons spontaneously fought back during an early morning police raid of the Stonewall Inn. Rioting broke out, and while no one really knows who started it for sure, it was widely believed that drag king Stormy Delavare, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's probably a cute pronunciation, and I'm just not getting it. Delavare famously shouted, Why don't you guys do something? As police tried to drag her away. She was then allegedly, no, she then allegedly threw the first punch. Hmm. What famous headline ran in the New York Daily News on June 7, 1969, just days after the wall of rising? Was it... Homeless raided, queen bees are stinging mad. Friends of Dorothy tell cops, you're not in Kansas anymore. Stonewall deviants injure cops in queer riot. Fairies fight back, kick cops, kick cops of fairyland. Kick cops of fairyland. 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 That, that was a, that's a hard headline to read. Um, I, I would guess all of those. Yeah. But, um... The, the first one, homo nest raided, queen bees are stinging mad. That sounds familiar to me, so uh, I'm going to guess that. Yes. The news article written by Jerry Lister was just one of several 
about the uprising that depicted the uprising's LGBTQ plus participants as a joke. It referred to the patrons as little girls, the uprising as a homosexual academy of knights ward, and said the queens had turned commandos and stood bra to bra against an invasion. One patron interviewed by Lister told him, I don't like your paper, it's anti-fag and pro-cough. Very interesting. Who designed the original rainbow pride flag? Harvey Milk, Gilbert Baker, Audre Lorde, Marsha P. Johnson. Wasn't it Gilbert Baker? Yes. You had to get that right because Gilbert Baker is from Kansas and we'd have to take away your gay Kansas card. Kansas card. Let's let's see what it says. Let's see what it says. Yep. Yay, I got one right. In 1978, Harvey Milk, the first openly gay politician elected to office in California, asked his friend Gilbert Baker to create a symbol for the LGBTQ community and he created multicolored flags as a result. The flags were unveiled at San Francisco Pride that same year, and demand quickly increased. Their colors were then narrowed down from eight to six, and the rainbow flags were displayed far and wide. Nowadays, we have several adaptations of the original flag to include all members of the community. Hmm. They kind of glossed over the, the six colors versus the eight colors. Originally... There were the six primary colors of the rainbow, and there was like a hot pink and a like a lavender color. Okay. And printers told them that those colors would be too expensive to reproduce, so they cut back to just the original six. And each one of those colors was supposed to stand for something. Oh. I don't, I don't remember what, but let's look that. Baker's flag debuted at the Gay Freedom Day Parade in San Francisco in 1978. Each of the eight colors had their own unique symbolism. Hot pink for sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for magic and art, indigo, serenity, and violet for spirit. I think by indigo they mean blue. Because isn't indigo and violet both the same? I believe so. That's, that's what I always thought. Anyway, every each one of those colors had uh, a symbolism behind it. Mm. I, and I don't think most people know or care mm. anymore. Who is known as the mother of pride for her role in organizing the first Pride March in 1970? Brenda Howard, Ernestine Eckerstein, Phyllis Lyon, or Sally Ride? Well, I know it's not Sally. I know it's not Sally Ride. She was like an astronaut. Yeah, right? I it, don't think they had any women astronauts in 1969. Phyllis Line. Let's see, Phyllis Line. Nope, nope. You're you're going pretty good here. <laughs> Bisexual activist Brenda Howard is often called the mother of pride, organizing the first Libertarian March on Christopher Street on June 28, 1970, to celebrate the anniversary of the Stonewall riot and. Most people figured that she was a lesbian. I mean, she was like the definition of a bold ike these days. Uh, Although those words were considered offensive at that time. But she was actually lesbian. Or uh, not lesbian. She was actually bisexual. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Whose turn is it? It's my turn. What year was the Stonewall Bar established as a national U.S. monument? Was it 1969, 1970, 2008? 2016. Uh, 2016. Yep, I believe that's right. Correct. 2016. Yay! And that seems like it was not that long ago. 
I mean, we've heard of the Stonewall Inn for 25 years, and it's only been a national monument for just a few years. President Barack Obama designated it as a national monument on June 24, 2016. It is the first national monument dedicated to LGBTQ plus right. Hmm. What did the 1969 patrons of the Stonewall Bar throw at the raiding police officers in mockery of their corruption? Pennies, donuts, shade, or high heels? It was pennies. It was pennies. That's, that's a story that's gotten, I don't know, um, it's been repeated. And you would think if they wanted to give the cops some shade, they'd throw donuts at them. Mm. So that, that would well, have been then they would eat all the evidence. But um, <laughs> I, I listened to a, a talk from a guy who was at Stonewall at one time, and he said he didn't really remember them throwing pennies, but he did remember them breaking off a parking meter and throwing that at the police. And he said that probably a lot of pennies came out in the process. Mm. But um, Stonewall is kind of like a Woodstock. Everyone claims that they were there, and there were really not that many. Not that many people there. Well, it's not even that big of a bar, is it? I've never been there, but um, just by the pictures, it looks pretty short and narrow. I I, I can't say. I have ne- never yeah. been there. I haven't even been to New York City, I don't think. Hmm. We're going to have to make that on the list. Okay, so which of the following LGBTQ plus uprisings happened before the 1969 Stonewall? All of them? Oh, I should guess I should suffer. The Cooper Do Nots riot, Compton's cafeteria riot, the Blackjack protest, or all of them? I think it's all of them. Probably, but yeah, yeah, none of those sound familiar. You'd think if it was all of them, I would have heard of. That's, yes, correct, all of them. Awesome. The Compton cafeteria riot in San Francisco occurred in May 1959. That wasn't too long before Stonewall. Hmm. The Cooper Do Nuts riot in Los Angeles occurred in August 1966. The Black Cat protest in Los Angeles occurred in 1967. All three were uprisings against police harassment of LGBTQ plus people. What activist group formed out of the Stonewall riots and became integral to the planning of the first Hmm. street transit? I'm going to have trouble with this. Street transvestite action revolutionaries are star. The Human Rights Campaign, ACT UP, or the Gay Liberation Front? Mm. Are you guessing or am I? You're guessing. Okay. Um, it's not ACT UP because that didn't happen until AIDS came along. Um, Wasn't it the Gay Liberation Front? Yeah, that probably that's probably right. The Human Rights Campaign also came along, I think, much later. So we we're going to guess the Gay Liberation Front. I got it right again. Correct. The Gay Liberation Front was formed in the weeks after the Stonewall riots took place. Founding members included prominent activists Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, which are the names that were up there in one of those previous Who is the most commonly credited with coining the term gay pride? Harry Hay, Radcliffe Hall, Oscar Wilde, or Tom Higgin? I'm going to say Tom Higgin. Okay. Oscar Wilde was obviously, I mean, there, 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 was, no, there was no word gay at when he was around. Okay. Uh, and Harry Hay, he was a pioneer, but it, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, he did he just died not too long ago. So, what was our guest, Tom Higgins? Yeah. Okay. What Tom, do you think? Correct, Tom Higgins. Aha. 
Gay activist and radio journalist Tom Higgins is often credited with coining the term while he was working with the group Fight Repression of Erotic Expression, Free. Higgins also famously threw a pie at anti-LGBTQ plus campaigner Anita Bryan's face. And I think everybody remembers when Anita Bryant got the pie in the face. In fact, I have often wondered if she was complicit in that, that Hmm. she wanted that to happen for her own publicity. Okay. Because when it happened, she just stood there with pie on her face. Hmm. I mean, for a long time. Hmm. And anybody with any kind of reaction would, you know, try to wipe it off their face, but she just stood there. So, um, that's just speculation on my part. Who was the first U.S. president to recognize Pride Month? George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Jimmy Carter, or Barack Obama? I think it's Bill Clinton. Oh, I think it's George W. Bush. Yeah. Yeah, He he was so (laughs) pro-gay. Yeah. Yeah, that was sargassum. What did you say? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. That sounds right. Yes, Bill Clinton. President Bill Clinton issued the first presidential proclamation for Pride Month in 1999. At that time, he said the month would celebrate how America's diversity is our greatest strength. But while we have come a long way on our journey towards tolerance, understanding, and mutual respect, we still have a long way to go in our efforts to end discrimination. And... Those words are as true now as they were when he said them. He issued another declaration in 2000, and Presidents Barack Obama and Joe Biden have issued proclamations every July of their presidencies. Presidents George Bush and Donald Trump did not. I wonder why. Yeah. Looks like that was the last question. Okay. That was pretty quick. So that's it then? Um, Yeah, that's it except for the joke. Okay. So what is your favorite joke this week? Why is gay pride in June instead of December? Don't know. Because of the saying, pride cometh before the fall. Okay, that makes sense. Not as funny when you've heard it before, huh? No, <laughs> but it still gets a chuckle. Well, we hope you've enjoyed episode 64 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear and Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S.